I like to compete. I like to try and beat the, the best of the best. I'm going to keep trying. When it comes to the difference between, let's say, a 1K buy-in versus the 100K buy-in, are you in it to win it irregardless? Uh, basically, if I enter a tournament, I'm going to try to win. <laughs> Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I'm still recovering from the uh, umbilical hernia uh, that I got last week. Um, but I'm much better. I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of moving around a little bit, uh, much to my uh, my wife's chagrin, uh, who tells me to not move around as much. She's like, don't do that. And I'm like, I have to do stuff. I gotta, I gotta get up. I gotta get up out of there. Uh, so she doesn't want me to do a lot of stuff. And right now, uh, she might be the only one listening currently. So <laughs> that'll be fine. Uh, so if you're joining me via my website, markscalia.com, uh, feel free to click that little, uh, stereonic box that is actually playing, uh, the music and you too can be a live chatter. Um, that will direct you to another website called Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. Uh, dot com, and it will require you to sign in using a uh, an email address, mostly Facebook, if you want to just do that. And then you can live chat. You can join the uh, the correspondence, as it were, uh, for the whole broadcast. And we have got an amazing uh, broadcast for you guys um, on this particular show. And the format's changed. I've changed the format a little bit. I, I adapted it a little newer uh, to fit with the changing times. Um, I hope that works out. But first, let me let me type in. Uh, let's see. Uh, can you hear the show? There we go. That's all. I'm just double checking to make sure that we're we are in fact broadcasting live. I think we are. That's what you know. Yeah, we're broadcasting live. Oh, there's my levels. Uh, levels, 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 levels. That's why I touch the levels. Uh, that's it. Okay, good. Oh wow, that's much louder. Wow, what did I do? There we go. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it went way loud. I spiked a little bit. Yeah, and um, it's still well, so we're still broadcasting, um, which is good. But the show is undergoing a, a different format now. I'm going to uh, have a single guest on, or single guests, um, with the occasional two guests, or maybe a group of people coming up. Um, I've booked the show out a few months in advance, which is actually really, uh, which is really fun and interesting for me. Um, and the other thing is. Um, I've changed the monologue up a little bit. So the monologue is not just about me venting, which it, sometimes it is, but um, the the show is actually going to be a little bit more uh, 
about um, uh, about some formatted monologue stuff. So I realized that a few uh, a few shows ago I had broadcast I had broadcast the fact that um, I was doing this day in history kind of thing. But when I realized I was doing it, I picked the wrong day. I just I I thought it was like April. Actually, I thought it was like today. I thought it was like April you know ninth, which is today is April 9th. Um, and I had started broadcasting. This was in May, and I was like, "Oh, today in April 9th, this day in history." And I went through the entire day, and then I realized that halfway through that I picked the wrong day. So what I've decided to do: so instead of doing this day in history, I'm going to do this week in movie history. Which once, uh, once I do this, it'll save me. Um, it, it'll save me because I. I, I, it gives me seven chances to not pick the wrong date. That's the first thing, and not just that, but I'm a huge movie buff, a huge movie fan, and this these are the things that have happened this week in movie history. And uh, since we do have uh, we have just a couple of listeners, and if the listeners would like to type in to see if they understand the movies or the references, we can play that little game um, because we are going to be playing some games here at Radio Regardless uh, this week in history. In 1861, the American Civil War began, and Scarlett O'Hara met Rhett Butler at the Twelve Oaks at the Twelve Oaks party. Um, this week in history, yes, and that would be from the yeah. This week in movie, Gone with the Wind, yes, correct answer. And I don't have any bells to play, but that's good enough for me. Um, also, this week in history, 1912, the Titanic sets sail from Southampton. That night, steerage passenger Jack Dawson meets first-class passenger Rose DeWitt Boudicca. What movie? At this week in history. Maybe Karen knows it. And it happened. It's a long time ago, 1912. Titanic is the correct answer for that one. Uh, so she's playing right along. 1932, District Attorney Aaron Bird uh, dies in a beer commercial. And Johnny dangerously takes over the Dundee mob in New York City. I gave that one to you. That's that's, that's Johnny dangerously. So what are you going to do? Um, in 1946, this week, um, in movie history, Rocky Balboa was born. <laughs> and 1957, obscure reference, Preston Blake had sex with a cleaning woman named Consuela Lopez. In New York City, in this week, 1957. Oh, it's a very, very sneaky, very, very sneaky set. You underestimating the sneakiness. In 1968, this week, a zombie apocalypse begins as the living dead, uh, as the living dead begins to rise and devour the flesh of the living in Pittsburgh. And uh, that would be, anyone get this one? It's 1968, so it's really, there's been a bunch of movies since then about zombies. So that would be, I'll just give it to you, Night of the Living Dead, because uh, nobody's going to get that. Just ain't nobody going to get that. Uh, in 1990, this week in movie history, a clinically depressed, uh, cl- sorry, clinically diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic is interviewed at a Baltimore County hospital. And he says, five billion people will die from a deadly virus in 1997, and the survivors will abandon the surface of the planet. Once again, the animals will rule the world. These aren't fun, useless facts. This is movie history. You don't even understand. Who gets that reference? No. Night of the Living Dead was the other one I gave you. 
Wow. Are you on like a t- tremendous? You must be on like the worst delay ever. That was actually from uh, 12 Monkeys, the last one I read. On this week, uh, this week in uh, movie history, 2001, I don't know if you knew this, uh, they found a monolith on Jupiter. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. I gave you the whole thing. I just said 2001. Anyway, moving on. In 2005, a 20-year rematch between Randy the Ram Robinson and the Ayatollah in what would potentially become Randy's final wrestling match. That one's easy to get. No, not Planet of the Apes. Yes, delay. Yes. Oh, God. You can't blame this on Karen because Karen doesn't have a faster thing than me. So, And Jason has joined the party. Very nice. You know, I was hoping Kim Santo would as well. So maybe Karen can put that out on Facebook so Kim can find her and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. Uh, okay. So, okay. And uh, this is another a little reference. And uh, this year, I mean, this m- week in movie history is very bizarre. Uh Bizarre reference. Some people may not, I don't, you guys may not get it. A replicant called Leon is incepted. I'll say it again. This week in 2017, a replicant called Leon is incepted. It's a very, very obscure reference. Very obscure. Oh, did I miss a call? Oh, Larry Lee Lewis tried to call me at home. Oh, that's our guest. Anyway, I'll call him back. I'll call him back a little. Blade Runner. It is Blade Runner. Okay, there you go. Uh, This week in movie history in 2066, as production costs for the David series decreases, Wayland Industry is increasingly able to extend those savings to everyday consumers, leading to the remarkable proliferation of the product. That was fairly easy. You you might probably get that one in movie history. I'll wait because there's a delay. Why is Mary's in the tub singing Bohemian? I don't want to know. All right. That would actually be um, Prometheus. Prometheus. Production custard. Here we go. 2158 this week in movie history. Four traffickers conviction uh, convicted in smuggling ring race. Leader still at large. Nobody's going to get that one. Nobody's ever going to get that one. Just ever, never, never. And I'll just go with this. <clears throat> this week in movie history in 2239, the Gaelic, uh, I'm sorry, the Gaelic Klingon debating society had a wine tasting, <laughs> a wine tasting of the spring bottling from the Picard, Picard Vineyards in Le Bar, France. And that would be from what movie? And you got to say, you just woke up from a nap. You have like 600 cup of coffee. I doubt you're sleeping. Anyway, I'll just give that one to you. That is from Star Trek Generations, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So that is this week in movie history. And I would recap, but you guys can just listen to the replay. So um, that's part of the uh, monologue. And here's what I'm going to do. There was some, a lot of stuff was floating around on Facebook and the internet and all this stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. All this uh, stuff about weird things and blah, blah, blah. So I figured I, would gonna cre- I was going to create this. It was actually inspired by uh, something that somebody posted. Um, these are the most awkward greetings you can actually give somebody while you're hugging them. 
Um, this would just be one. You go, oh, you smell different when you're awake. Kind of creepy. Yeah, could be. Uh, another good one is, um, please help me. <laughs> That's always a good one. Uh, you want to scare somebody with this one. Just hug them real tight and go, soon. That could work. Um, how about this one? You might get this reference. You have lovely skin. I cannot wait to try it on. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket or else it gets the hose again. Um, and this one, nobody... Actually, Jason may get this because he got the other, um, he got the other uh, uh, sci-fi reference. The slow blade penetrates the shield. I'll give you a second on that one. And only a real a real geek would get that. Like a true geek. You gotta be super geeked to get that. You just you don't know that one. I know. It's from uh, it's from Dune. It's from Dune. The slow blade dinner penetrates the shield. There you go. So you're not a geek. Um how about this one? You get this one. That'll do, pig. There you go. You can hug somebody and just Hug up, just hug up. These are creepy things that you could do. Uh, you could whisper in somebody's ear while you're just hugging them, just to make them feel kind of creeped out. Um, one of my personal favorites. Every time I poop, I think of you. Um, you don't. You can actually yell that one. You don't have to. You don't have to whisper. That's fine. And of course, the most creepy one. And this is something that you could do, like after church or uh, actually, you know, some after you get that um, performance review, I want you to hold your boss's hand, shake their hand and just go. There are only four layers of clothing that separates us from true ecstasy. You can actually say that. So that would be uh, those would be the two things I'm going to bring up in the uh, <laughs> in the monologue. And if you are just joining us, because we did have a bunch of people just jump on, and we do have some people on the website. I can see the trafficking. <laughs> um, you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And we have changed the format a little bit. Uh, the monologue is now going to consist of some uh, some things that i kind of been working on. I'm going to put those out. And I will uh, catch up a little bit. I'll catch up on the uh, on the week. My uh, my uh, hernia. I'm feeling better. I'm actually moving around. I'm actually planning some work. I've booked a lot of things that are coming up. Um, so I invite all of you listening to join me at some point, which might be nice. Um, and I will tell you this: this is going to be a little different. We're going to take our first break, and what we're going to do is I'm going to call my guest. And uh, tonight uh, we have a wonderful guest. We have Larry Lee Lewis. Is that? is a demonstration in alliteration. Try that one on. A demonstration in alliteration. Uh, a demonstration in alliteration. Oh, sounds like that, too. Um, Larry Lee Lewis is a, a very funny comic. He performs uh, actually um, all, all in this area, and then he's actually down in the Florida area quite a bit. And uh, he'll tell you a little bit about him when we get him on the line. Um, so I'm going to call him during the break. But as I do that, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, say if you guys want to actually call in... <laughs> <laughs> Taking the chances. If you want to call in, uh, you can leave a message uh, to for radio or regardless. Um, I have the Skype feature going on. It's radio.irregardless on Skype. You can call the hotline, 978-219-9294, or you can email radioirregardless at gmail.com. Any of those forms of communication completely work. Um, we're going to take our first break. I'm going to prep up. I'm going to get our guest online. And after the break, feel free. Feel free. Just 
pick up the phone or dial in the thing. You get the Google with the thing and the pushing the thing and the Skype, and you can call if you can pay for that. You can. There's all kinds of ways to do that with the Google and the thing and the Google thing. So you can do that. So in the meanwhile, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your congenial host, Mark Scalia. This episode of Real Celebrity Rumors. The Flintstones. They were the modern Stone Age family that we loved, but after the show's cancellation, things slowly went extinct. The show first aired on September 30th, 1960, but was cancelled six years later, due to the one-a-day vitamin scandal. More difficulties came when Fred's dog died by choking on a brontosaurus bone. A police autopsy revealed later it was actually from an apatosaurus. Fred dropped into a depression, which put pressure on his marriage. In April 1987, Wilma filed for divorce. Later that year, she wrote a tell-all book, Yabba Dabba Do's and Do Nots, My Life as a Flintstone. Fred now lives alone in Bedrock, working at his old job in construction, far away from the bright lights. And on the next Real Celebrity Rumors, the Powerpuff Girls, Sugar, Spice, and Not Everything Nice. Hey everybody, it's Chris Penny, and irregardless of what I'm doing, I'm probably listening to Mark Scalia's Irregardless Radio on the radio, irregardless that it's not on the radio, because it's on the inter-radio, irregardless of that shit. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back with Radio Irregardless. That was our extended promo. And then I just realized that I can't call my guest because I can't talk to him while I do this. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, there's some questions I wanted to ask our, our listening audience. Um, um, there's a, a bunch of commercials that are actually happening. This is the, the part of the phone. This is a part of the program. We actually care about what our guests um, are listening to so or thinking about. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I am bothered quite a bit by the the uh, Pillsbury toaster strudel commercials. Um, I find them very disturbing, like offensively disturbing. Um, and I actually did a little research, and I'm going to share something with you. And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, let's see, I'm just going to play the uh, the commercials because I actually did some research. This is, of course, um, the latest one, which you've all We've all heard the, you know, with the little, uh, the little German boy, um, it and it goes something like this. Kevin, toast strudel, yeah. Bon, flaky, gooey, toast strudel. Yeah, see, that's not creepy at all. Yes, yes, it is. The strudel kid is completely fucking creepy. He's so creepy. Um, the creepy thing is. He kicks the door in. It's, you know, it's a little creepy. And then he's got these animals showing up, and everybody's got wings, and they're flying around. But I did some research. That's not the original commercial. 
this, it, they actually had to improve that commercial. This is one of the original commercials before that one came out. This one's the predecessor. Flaky. Goey. Okay, then that's a little creepy. He knocks twice and then he kicks the fucking door in. Okay, that's so creepy. He just, but it gets worse. Because the original commercial, which was done years ago, which I don't know if you guys knew this, I actually literally did some research. They had the same these these toasted strudels have been around for years. This is not a new product. They had them in you know they had them ten years ago, then they had twenty years ago, and this is even go back. This is the original commercial, the original toaster strudel commercial. This belly toaster strudel is that out good? That is the original commercial. I'm not making it up. I didn't. What do you think? I took like an hour or three hours to cut all that stuff. That's the original commercial. And you heard him, the guy, just, you know, and, and I don't care how much, how much polka music you play behind Hitler. It's still fucking Hitler. It's still fucking Hitler. But that's the thing. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I actually have to call my guest right now, but uh, the hotline is active. If you guys want to call up and leave a message, because before the end of the show, I will actually uh, play your messages. So if you want to be creative or witty or happy or, you know, whatever, call up. Leave a message on the uh, on the hotline, which again I'll give it to you once again. It is nine seven eight two one nine nine two nine four. That is nine seven eight two one nine nine two one four. It's also in the chat. If you scroll all the way to the beginning of the show, you can actually look at the chat. So, oh, there we go. So here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna call our guest. Yes. Oh, here we go. I gotta have. I gotta have this one up. This one. I'm gonna have this one up, and I'm gonna call him. There we go. Let's call. We're gonna call Mr. Larry Lee Lewis. Oh, that's a very loud ring, isn't it? And Larry didn't want to brief any show stuff, so Larry doesn't know what's going on. He just knows he's a guest. This should be interesting. He might be asleep too. Hey, Mark. Larry Lee Lewis, how are you? Mark, I thought you were gonna call me in my landline. Oh, I didn't. This is not the landline. Oh, let me call you back in. Good. How are you? Let me let me call you back in the landline. Two minutes. No, two seconds. Here we go. That's the landline. Ah, there we go. Let's try that. We're never gonna have a technically professional show. It'll never happen. I'm not. I'm. I'm never gonna have a professional show. Who's this? This is me. (laughs) How you doing, Larry? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying the show. I, oh. I couldn't figure out how to uh, throw my answers out there <laughs> to the different trivia things. Oh, well, here's what we're going to do. Are you listening through the website? 
I I am. I put it on the website. I just turned it off. So I'm, oh, they, I'm see, it on the phone now. you're a professional. You don't mess around. There you go. To my uh, to my listening audience, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Larry Lee Lewis, and you can actually and I'm let me put some stuff about him on on the wonderful uh, on the wonderful mixer dot com uh, address. This is Larry Lee Lewis. Larry is a, a phenomenal comic who travels all up and down the Eastern Seaboard. And uh, have you been west? Have you been west yet? No, no, <laughs> I'm not even east that much. Not even east that much. It's good enough for everybody. But yeah, this is Larry Lee Lewis, um, and the and I'll tell you a little about this is this is how, I, I'm not even sure when we actually met, but you and I have been working together for a very long time, and our oh yeah, co- well our, I, I've been uh, this month uh, actually in May will be uh, 15 years that I've been doing comedy and. Uh, Kind of an inspiration to some of those older guys out there because I started at the age of 52, and uh, now I'm 67, and uh, so I've known you about 15 years. Yeah, you right away, and uh, of course we're from the same city. We we are, and that's one of the original things. We're both from the city of. Chelsea, Mass. Chelsea, Massachusetts. That's where we originated. I love of, that city. Matter of fact, I actually told my sister. Uh, I mean, my sister. I told my wife uh, that uh, I was. I saw oh, Larry Lee Lewis is going to be in the show. She goes, "That sounds familiar." And she was looking up, and you have your yearbook, <laughs> like an elementary school picture on Facebook. And she goes, "I don't know oh, if I recognize." That's my him. brother. Yeah. That's my, my brother's in that. <laughs> That's why I was like, I go, you're not going to recommend. You know, that's always a good idea. I should, I, I really should have thought more about it. I put up my own pictures. I should have just put up really different pictures, like of who I want to be. I can't be. find the pictures. <laughs> of you? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know if you know Stevie Bluestein. He's from Chelsea, too. And uh, he's a terrific comedian and comedy writer, and he lives out in L.A. And uh, he was asking me to send him some pictures of when I was a kid, and I can't find anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got nothing but baby pictures. Me. Actually, I get pictures from '67, which is how old you are now. So that works out now. But you never—you're not supposed to tell people their age, Larry. You're just supposed to do that. What's I'm what's what's who's, my age? There you go. Well, what's whose name, Karen? You say what's the name? Larry Lee Lewis is what it is with his website right right, right there. So, Larry, I'll tell you what we have. Uh, we have a a a, a plethora. Of interesting listeners. Uh, I love that word. A plethora. plethora. Yeah, it's just... It well, reminds me of... I just want to ask you a question before we go any further. Shoot. What is the difference between irregardless and regardless? I'm glad you asked. I am very glad you asked because I have I have the actual definition. Uh, let's see. Irregardless... Oh, oh that's the wrong one. Um Irregardless, if you put IR in front of any word, it's 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 the opposite Negative. or it's ne- not right. So if I said if uh, it's irregular, it means it's not regular. So regardless means without regard. But if you say irregardless, it's not. It's not. So with, it becomes a double negative. Right. It's a double negative, which is a word that can't. So that's regardless is not without regard, but irregard. No, regardless is without regard. Yes. So irregardless is, irregardless is, is not, not with, without, not without regard. <laughs> yeah. That, that's clear as mud. Thank you very much. Max. <laughs> I have the actual, I loved what you were doing with your uh, fictionalized history. Because my, my grandmother was born on April 14th and uh, she was born in the 1890s, but she always told me, same date, April fourteenth, was the Titanic sinking, sinking, and Lincoln getting shot. It is. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. But I, I was do doing that. the I was doing the movie history, which is uh I yeah, I love that. I because why not? I mean, because again, I screwed up my you know, I screwed up my thing a few months ago. Um I was doing good on the movie history until he started getting into the future. In the future. <laughs> you know, what happened in the year twenty three sixty nine? Yeah, How about the year 2525? Wasn't that a song? That was a song. That was uh, in the year 2525. I don't remember who exactly. Here, I'll just type it in. In the year 2525. The there we year go. 2525. It was uh, Zach and Evans. I never would have got that. But never would have got that. I remember that song quite clearly. Yeah. yeah, in the year 25. What year was that song out? Uh, that song was out. I don't know. I'm like, gonna say 70s or 80s. Oh, it had to be. Uh, yeah. Maybe 60s. Yeah. Seems, seems like the, Actually, I'm, you know the old story about the 60s. If you remember it, you weren't there. Aha! Bada boom. There you go. <laughs> all right. Nobody wants that because <laughs> I'm not smoking enough dope. But uh, also in the same vein, uh, at the age of 50, I taught myself how to play rockabilly, boogie woogie, Jerry Lee Lewis style piano. Okay, so so at 50 you did that. One. So yeah, because I because I always known you, and the reason I actually I produced a very special show tonight for you, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Because um, I always known you, I've always known you to play the piano. Actually, that's not true. Because the first couple times I saw you, I saw you just doing stand up, and then I saw you bring a piano, and I was like, "What's Larry doing with a piano up there?" And you started playing, and it was it was hysterical. It was so fun. Yeah, no, I love uh, having a keyboard with me, and you know. It's an interesting story with me. Uh, four years ago, I had the uh, gastric bypass operation because I was always heavy. I weighed about two ninety, and I lost a hundred pounds. Right. Wow. And I wasn't. I wasn't feeling good before I had it. I had diabetes and sweating and running, and I used to not take the keyboard a lot of times because for my comedy shows, because it was just too much of a schlep for me. It was just. It was. It was too hard for me. I was too run down. Oh yeah. And com- comedians used to say to me, Larry, you got to take that, that keyboard with you every time you perform, even if it's 10 minutes, because that's part of your trademark. And since I lost the weight and, and I'm much healthier, I have been, and it makes a big difference. And one of the biggest differences is in the rhythm of my jokes. Because as you know, I'm a one-liner guy, yep. and I, I do it kind of quickly, machine-gun-like, rapidly, and uh, it really helps with the keyboard getting that rhythm because uh, all, all comedians uh, are musicians too really because it's all rhythm I know you have a certain rhythm that you, you work with when I see you work yeah it's it's bad so, uh, but I got it <laughs> so that's I'm always with the keyboard now <laughs> and, oh, otherwise I'm just a guy up there telling jokes right well most of my mind <laughs> Well, I actually. Hey, what do you want from me? I don't write this shit. I have some right. of your. Uh, I actually have a set uh, that I found of you on YouTube. I'm going to play that in a little bit. Um, but I do want to talk about this. This other thing, real quick, is uh, not only are you uh, a pianist, a musician, a comic, and you've done a little acting work as well, and yeah. all of that wrapped up. You actually have a uh, a book. You've written a book. Um, called yes. called every angle in the book, and it's available uh, on Amazon. Gambler's Book Club and your website. Um, so I'm putting that in the uh, in the chat right now, so everybody can kind of see that. Oh, and, I appreciate and it. Um, so tell us a little bit about every angle in the book. What is it? Uh, is it is every it... angle in the book is a guide for the, a wise guy. Growing up in Chelsea, 
I might as well mention that I'm the only Jew ever to move from Newton to Chelsea. <laughs> oh, by the way, a couple of my listeners wanted to know if you, if Alzax was your favorite uh, sub shop. Sub shop, of course. Yeah. yeah so what was Alzax? And, uh, used to meet Booby Friedman down there all the time. I don't Booby Friedman. You might yeah, have you might have known my mother. My mother was Mary Scalia. She actually was on the uh, bunch of. She was on the board of appeals. She did a lot of. Uh, she ran for uh, alderman. You know the name sounds very familiar. Yeah, but it really does. But it's mine, so it's, it's Mark Mary. It's, you might be my son. I can't, No, I don't think so. I don't. Th- no, I'm too much like. What my, year did you graduate? Did you graduate from Chelsea High School? No, I actually went to the vocational school in Wakefield. So my sister graduated. Oh, Wakefield Vogue, Yeah, my my daughter went there for about a yeah, week. Yeah, my brother too, and my sister was the only three. Oh, one of the three of us, three of our children. That oh, you went to school with Lisa Smith. Uh, uh, Lisa, I forget her maiden name. Zulo? Um, I know it was Lisa Zulo. I forget her maiden name. She's married to a good friend of mine. Oh. How old is she? She's your age. Oh, okay. Early 40s. For, <laughs> you flatter me. <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> so speaking of that, so it's every angle oh. in the book. Tell us, tell us every angle in the book, and it's uh, it's it's humorous, and it's uh, it's about uh, gambling and prostitution and uh, drug dealing and Is all those fun little things. Autobiography, in the high school setting. <laughs> really. Yeah. Is it autobiography or is it autobiographical? It's kind of, it's kind of autobiogra- autobiographical. Yes. <laughs> I was doing some alliteration. No, it's, a, it's a fun read. I mean, it only takes you about an hour to read the whole book. Oh, cool. And, uh, is it available through a download as well, or is it just a paperback? It's in paperback. Okay. It's eleven ninety five, and um I've sold about 300 of them. Nice. But... 290 of them have been sold at my gigs. Well, if that's what you do, then it's... A lot of comics do a lot of stuff like that. You know, they sell CDs or DVDs or books or something like that. I have T-shirts, too, with a big... uh, uh, My face on it with the words, (laughs) ha-ha. For those of you who don't know, if you have not had the pleasure of watching Larry Lee Lewis on stage, um, he is a very... uh, You're a great throwback to what you know, vaudeville and Henny Youngman. Um, but it's so fun to watch you. you because you have fun. Like you fire the things out and you know, I mean, everybody knows like by your, even your romance, some of these things you didn't write. Some of them, you just, they're old jokes. They're like, then through the piano and everything. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't want to wait anymore. I don't want to wait. I'm going to actually play, uh, the clip. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah. I put the clip. Here we go. Uh, I get breaks. And it breaks. It is. So I'll tell you what, uh, Larry. We're just you and I will be on hold. I'm going to let the listeners listen to okay. uh, to a few minutes of Larry Lee Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. This is Larry Lee Lewis. <laughs> All right, I'll play a little song here. Give me an A. Give me an A. a. Give me an Italian A. 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 All right, tomorrow we'll do B. <laughs> All right, give me a little rhythm. My name is Larry Lee Lewis, I'm from Chelsea, Mass. Do a little boogie, gonna smoke some grass. Married five times and divorced for two. I'm no quitter, love to say I do. It's a Lewis boogie, Lewis way, girl, I do my little boogie woogie every day. That's it. 
Thank you so much. Good work out there with the clapping, too. Excellent. Hey, I'm a 63-year-old pothead. Hey, all right. Meet you guys outside after the show. <laughs> Smoked half a joint in the way over here. Maybe so hungry, I ate the other half. I got so stoned, I went in the ladies' room by mistake. I'm taking a leak. Girl comes over. She says, this is for women only. I said, so is this. <laughs> I've been smoking grass for 40 years. There's nothing wrong with my lungs. People say people who smoke grass are immature, and I say those people are poo-poo heads. What about this drug ecstasy? What does it make your wife disappear? What do you get when you cross LSD with a birth control pill? A trip without the kids. I used to drink, too. I, I joined AA, but I still drink, only under a def different name. <laughs> Works better when you don't stumble over the words. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Larry Lee Lewis. And I love it. I just love it. And I'll tell you, you and I were doing a show, and I will always remember the show, because we were, like, you were on stage and a bunch of us were back. And I don't know when Ha Ha came in. I don't know when it, I don't know if it was before that night or if it was during that night, but do you have a trademark? Ha ha. Where yeah, you laugh. Like you laughed to joke. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I remember it was, it was at Nick's. It was at Nick's downstairs, uh, Nick's comedy stop in Boston. And you were on stage and you were, I mean, the place was just every time you said, ha ha, they said, ha ha. And if they laughed like a regular, ha ha laugh, <laughs> you just go, Ha-ha! It just kept going. It was so you know, it, it was so It turned out to be great for me and uh somewhere along the line about I think probably about five or six years ago, uh I decided to start at the beginning of my set in the first five minutes or so 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 say to the crowd, Hey everybody go ha ha give me one more time, ha ha. So I kinda introduced it to them. Before that, if they if they caught on, uh they caught on. But if they didn't, they didn't. But now I put it in their heads and uh, we'd use that, and it was, it was great, especially when a joke, because uh, as you know, Mark, you, you can't top yourself. So <laughs> there inevitably they're going to be jokes that you get less of a, or bits or pieces that you get less of a response than you do some other ones. So if if a joke dies a little bit, you know, I, just throw, I throw that ha-ha out there. <laughs> I don't need it when the joke is good. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, that's been a great, uh, a great tool for me and a great, like you say, kind of a trademark in my... Uh, in my act, and um, yeah, and, yeah and it's really you, fun. And I'm glad that you actually incorporate it because, I, like I said, the first time I heard it, I thought it was just something that kind of happened. But now, when you actually use it as part of the act, it's just it's it's really infectious. It makes everybody and all my listeners are now typing in "haha" and "haha" and they're all, <laughs> they're all typing those in. So it's actually sometimes when I feature, uh, even in the headline, it comes up after me. And even, you know, they're still doing it while he's up there. <laughs> still, still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then they do it after the show sometimes, too. So it's great. It's a lot of fun. I love the audiences. I, I love being on stage. Don't you? I, I completely love it. I, I, I really enjoy um, I enjoy this. But As a matter of fact, that's the only happy time in my life. No, I'm only kidding. No, but, no, that's, you're not that far off. You're really, <laughs> you're really not. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it is a lot of fun. And. When you, I mean, you started late, like you said. Um, what was the uh, the impetus to get you on that stage again, or for the first time? 
I'll tell you my uh, background. Uh, <clears throat> so I was involved in gambling, and I was a bookie for another lifetime. And I had, I had, a, I had a very big gambling addiction. And I turned 50. Uh, I threw a big party for myself. And um, I had Danny and the Juniors and Pat Cooper and the Shirelles. Really? Cost about yeah, it was at Lombardo's. It was my fiftieth birthday party. I had two hundred people. Lombardo's bar, and East surf, Boston. Surf East Boston. About thirty grand, which all went in my American Express card, and I never paid it. I went bankrupt. Oh but at that point, I decided I was going to take my addiction and put it to a positive direction. And the things that I loved was entertainment and show business, and I wanted to play the piano and do comedy. And that was kind of what got me into it. And, and uh, just like you, you were the same as me, Mark. When we started this comedy, we were obsessed. We're driving to Rhode Island for five minutes of stage time. I drove and to we're Burlington. we're out there four or five nights a week. When I see these younger comedians, I see some of them that really take, you know, really try hard. And they've got the desire and they're out there every single night. I really admire that. Because other times you get people and you say, well, how long have you been doing comedy? Two years. How many times have you been on stage? Nine. Yeah. So, you know, so it's not really two years. We used to go by the appearances. How many appearances have you been on? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I've driven. I to, loved it. I, I really loved it. Of course, I had two divorces uh, while I was starting out comedy. I've been married five times, but we all know that story. <laughs> it's, it's in the act. <laughs> Three times to my lovely wife now, Julie. She's number two, four, and five. <laughs> And, and ladies you didn't want to be called number two, do you blame her? Ladies and gentlemen, he is not making it up. This is actual. That's why it's funny. <laughs> I've had a colorful life, and I am going to write my autobiography. I'm just waiting for the statutes of limitations to expire. <laughs> yeah, good for the government to release all the forms. It's like the, it's like the Kennedy administration. It's like, uh, there's a conspiracy, and we have to wait 65 years before all those things are... Things, but I, tell I know you, that he's going to be dead for fifty years. Well, J.D. Salinger is the same way. He made, he wrote this at the end of his life, the last twenty years. He doesn't want it open for fifty years after his death. <laughs> I wrote one book and he did great with it. Doing, he's doing all right. <laughs> he's just going to work. He's doing all right. <laughs> doing all right. I'll tell you what, Larry. Let's uh, let's do this now. I wrote, I I did a, I produced a perfect game that I think you would do. Um, so what we're going to do is, uh, is you didn't know any of this because we, we didn't actually have a chance to go over it, but I'm actually surprised. Um, I'm going to be pleasant. Uh, I'm not pleasantly surprised, but it's going to be interesting because you don't know what we're going to play. But when we come back, I'm going to explain uh, the game to you and my listeners. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a real quick break, but you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We will be right back. Very interesting show. At a wedding toast, he confessed to giving the bride chlamydia. People know him as that guy. He'll ask about your children at a urinal. He once approached an undercover officer for drugs in front of a police station. He is the most inappropriate man in the world. I don't often drink beer, but when I do, it's at an AA meeting. Stay thirsty, my friends.
Hi, this is Steve Scarfo, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless on Wednesday at 9, where apparently only a GED is necessary to broadcast on the Internet. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. Uh, and we're back. I mean, I was back, but I didn't hit the right button. <laughs> I am never going to have a technically professional. Mark Gallier is an excellent actor, and he's a director too. Yes, we have a we have a mutual friend that you've worked with. His name is Doug Weeks. He's a guitar oh, yeah. player, and I. Oh yeah, I yeah. played in the bands with many bands with him, and I know he's a good friend of yours. Yeah, but. Doug is uh, Doug's one of the guys that I have uh, I have out on the list to get on the show um, because this show is all about. It's essentially, um, you know, it's promoting people that I know and I work with and just coming up and uh, and you and I are enjoying the first show and the new format where I'm only having a single guest unless I have two or three. But uh, for the most part, I'm going to do one guest, spend a lot of time with them so they feel that that they can promote. I'm honored. So, So Triple L is back on. So, Larry, today I was working and believe me, I worked all day today on this bit. Um, this is a new game, and the game is called Piano Man. Sing us the song, you're the piano yeah, the Piano Man. Now, what are we in for? Yep. That's what of course, doing. all Jerry Lee Lewis fans hate Billy Joel. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. he steal things? All right, so here's what we got, Larry. Since you are the uh, the, we've had musicians on the show before, and uh, we've had bands, and we actually a band. We had musicians. We've had all kinds of people, but we've never had a comedian uh, pianist. So this is why I've done the whole game for you. And not a I, lot of them around. No, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of comics that will pull their organ out on stage. Um, but a young Bo, kid, uh, Bo Burnham. Oh, Bo Burnham. I know Bo. Yeah, he he's a piano player. Yeah, does, he writes his own material. Well, Zach and, uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis actually uh, plays piano on stage. Who is it? Who does it? Oh, Zach. That's Zach, right. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. And uh, of course, it's Doctor Dirty. I don't know if he's still. Oh yeah, uh, he must be still working. Jo- uh, John no, Valby. John Valby's, uh, I think, dead. I think. John, oh no! I think John Valby is dead. He used to pack him in at Faneuil Hall, and make twenty grand a weekend. He was a millionaire. John Valby. Well, yeah, Doctor Dirty had the had the girls come in come on the stage and take their bras off at the end of the show. No, he's still he's still alive. Sorry, <laughs> he is, Yeah, I, I, sorry, I felt bad. <laughs> sorry. That, that's, that falls into the regardless, irregardless type yeah. thing. You know something? But he's probably doing internet search of me, going, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. But I, I just quickly, I, I love my heroes are, are the comedian piano players with Steve Allen, Chico Marx, Victor Borg. Mm. And my favorite of all, which uh, the best of the best, and Sinatra thought he was the greatest entertainer in the world, was Jimmy Durante. Oh, yeah. You can't forget Jimmy Durante. And a lot of people don't realize that he was one of the top jazz ragtime piano players. He was he was known as the greatest white uh, ragtime jazz uh, piano player, jazz ragtime piano player. And he didn't, re- and he did that from about 1905 to about 1920. He didn't really start the comedy till uh, early 20s. Well, the thing and I didn't he was realize a musician first. 
the thing I didn't realize is the uh, the entertainer. Uh, where is it? Let's see. The entertainer. I have it here. Uh, da, 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 da. You mean the movie? Well, not just the movie, but the actual the actual song, The Entertainer. Where is it? I know I got it here, Tony. Oh, Scott Joplin, yeah. Yeah, Scott Joplin. Scott Joplin. Right, Marvin Hamlish uh, rearranged it or whatever. Yeah, but... For the, for the sting. Yeah, but uh, Scott Joplin, I have it right here. I knew I had... Where is it? I have it. Entertainer. the actual... Entertainer. I have... Oh, yeah, I got it right here. There we go, yeah. With Scott Joplin, and I didn't know this, uh, Scott Joplin, black, and I had no idea because I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was a Dixieland song and didn't think much of it, and then I did a little research. Yeah, that syncopation. Yeah, and I did some research, and I know what the sting and all that. Um, I always considered it, I always thought it was a white song, and I don't know why I would ever think of it as a white song because it's Dixieland. Ain't nobody yeah. white playing Dixieland. No, well, really. it's it's more of a syncopated type of a beat. It's not really that rhythm and bluesy, yeah, uh, type thing that the, in the early 1910s, 1920s that the, the blacks were doing. The precursor to the rhythm and blues, which eventually merged in with the uh, hillbilly country songs and became rockabilly and became rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, uh, my wife just put a. Here we go. Make somebody happy. <laughs> oh, I loved him. It's so important to make someone happy. Okay, we'll play that a little bit later. But here we're going to play the <laughs> game. Thank you for that. I appreciate that with the Jimmy Durante. Um, but we are going to play the Thank piano. Thank you, Mrs. Scalia. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You are from Chelsea because that's the way my mother used to pronounce our last name, too. With, oh with, yeah, that's the, how. What is another way to pronounce it? Well, it's my mother used to pronounce it Scalia, but there's no e in my name. But scale came out of it for some strange reason, which is funny. Um, then I learned, you know, later on, it's actually well, everybody would pronounce it Scalia, or you know, because it's S C A L I A. So it's like yeah, Scalia. I have heard people pronounce it Scalia. You know? Yeah, and then when I always I, pronounce it Scalia. Well, I started I started traveling more and more, and as I was traveling, I got people kept introducing me as Scalia, which is the correct Italian pronunciation, and I just felt right. I didn't I didn't feel like correcting them anymore, so I just went eh, and then of course I started playing here again a little bit more, and they're like, "When'd you change your name?" I'm like, "I didn't change my name." Now, do you still go up to Montreal? Because I remember you were uh, oh, you yeah. were hit up in Montreal, and then there was another place you were a big hit. When I first met you, uh, it might have been New Orleans. Yeah, I, uh, well, yeah, I, I I got friends down in New Orleans, and I was down there for the uh, for their New Orleans Comedy Festival for like four years, and and uh, yeah, that's course, when I first met you. You yeah. were you were in, in the middle of doing that New Orleans stuff. Yeah, that was '99. That's when I first started going. '99 is when I started. There you go. See, it all comes full circle. But I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's play the game, shall we? This game, yes. This um, now since you are a piano player, um, I'm, I found this really interesting uh, thing. This gentleman had played, it's, these are all songs from 2013, all pop songs that he played on a piano. And he played all the songs that we're about to play on, uh, on a piano. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip, and these clips are uh 25 to 45 seconds long each of them so, so these are current songs or last year's songs these are last year's songs but they're all like yeah. top 
like clock songs. I'm not going to be any good at this. I know. You know something? Nobody's any good at these games. My listeners are good at this game. Well, I mean, if there was songs from uh, 1953 or 1963, I'd be good. Well, uh, well, I like some of the new stuff, but I don't. I don't know the artists, and I don't. You know, I'm an old fogey. Well, you know, let's let's maybe you can maybe you can get anyway. Let's just try it out. And basically, right. I'm going to play you the piano, so it'll sound something like this. So it's just a, a gentleman playing the piano, and then right. you have a guess. And if you don't get it, then I'm going to see if my listeners get it. And if they get it and you don't, well, then the audience wins over you. And you don't want that because the audience is very vindictive, and they'll hold it over your head, Larry. They'll come to your show and say, I beat you a trivia. They will. They're not nice people, and I some I'm related to these people. Some of them, well, let's say I'm already to to uh, resign in defeat <laughs> and disgrace. All right, I'll, I'll never get any of these 2013 songs. But go ahead, you I might. Mean, I'll just you might. All right, here's the first one. Let's try it out. Okay. Am I supposed to be guessing now? If you want to guess, yeah. If you think you know the answer. Uh, Little Richard? It's <laughs> no, not even, not even close. This is, um, this is a group. A Lady Gaga. Ooh, ooh, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Oh, it's a couple of my listeners already got it. This is Iconopop, which uh, that's one of your favorite songs, isn't it, Larry? Iconopop. I'm not even sure what language you're talking about. It's, it's this. It's this song. <laughs> Do you know this song, Larry? Uh, if it's not on W-O-D-S, then I don't know it. <laughs> I don't care. There we go. All right, so that's how we're going to play. This one you might get because this is – you're getting in that – Maybe Lady Gaga. Here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the artist to help you out. <laughs> but my I thought list, I was guessing the artist. You, yeah, but I, no. You, I just want, I want you to guess the song. <laughs> my listeners are getting the artist and the song, so I'm gonna help you out. Well, the listeners are 50 years younger than me. <laughs> Here we go. Try this one. Fats Domino? <laughs> you're close. Uh, actually, no, you're not. You're not, not, I mean, you're, not, you're not remotely close. It's, it's. let's see, do my listeners get it? You know, Fats Domino had two brothers, Chubby Checker and Skinny Dice. <laughs> you got, let's see, is he, is, yeah, I, you know something, my listeners like your answers better than the actual listener, <laughs> better than the actual listener. <laughs> this is the actual song. It's by Pitbull, and it's called Timber, featuring Kesha. <laughs> I don't even know the name of the song on the artist, even <laughs> since you told me. Well, we have a, Again, t- I have to repeat, I'm 67 years old, although every girl I meet takes me for 50. Ha-ha! <laughs> 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 I want to sound better than that. Ha-ha! All right, you know something? I'll keep it simple. I'll only play a couple more. 
Okay. Okay. Here's your more for the audience. Here's your third one. The audience may not get this. We love our audience. We have the greatest audience in the world. Everybody's typing ha ha. Playing a little off key for some of these. Pine Top Perkins. To, oh, you were so close. That was that was Daft Punk. Get lucky. It was this. <laughs> the, the most totally inappropriate game for me. <laughs> it's piano. I figured you would get it. Well, you must know this one. Here we go. You got to get this one. It was a huge hit. All these piano parts sound the same. <laughs> Sounds like uh, Beethoven's last. It's, it's radio regardless his last. <laughs> Roll over Beethoven and send Tchaikovsky the news. <laughs> oh, come on. Here we go. Come on. My listeners have got to get this one. That was so easy. Really? Do so you really keep, keep up in this stuff? Oh. Same song. Do you remember this song? This was a huge song. Uh, let's see. Um, Green Day? It, no. What does the fuck say? Did you ever hear of it? <laughs> really? No. No? <laughs> Let me ask, Mark, where do you listen to these songs? In, in your uh, car, in the radio, in yeah, the car? Yeah, they're on the radio. <laughs> I have. Are you I, one of those newfangled iPods? <laughs> I have a Victrola that I wind up in the back of the Model T, and it's great. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm from the Victrola <laughs> days. We wind it up. <laughs> Where do you listen? I don't want to say I'm old, but I walked into an antique store and somebody tried to buy me. Ah. <laughs> Here we go. I got to get through five. So here's one more. One more because on the hi-fi. Were you listening to it on the hi-fi? <laughs> oh, you know, oh. as you get older, your memory's not so sharp. Oh, I... You know, as you get older, your memory's not so sharp. <laughs> oh, don't make you me... know, as you get older, I'm going to keep saying that you laugh a little bit. I did. I can't. I just had hernia surgery a week ago. I can't. I'm not supposed to be laughing. It's not good. All right. Try this one. This one's an easy one, and it's the last one. Here we go. Thank God. Oscar Levant. What, what was it? <laughs> I'm going to play it to my listeners get it. You know, Mark, I, I, you just can't deny that rockabilly boogie woogie. <laughs> it's, it's rockabilly. It's right there. How about this one? It's, here we go. There you go. It's Royals. Kimbawi. All right. Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to. That was Piano Man, and five was as painless as it could have been. <laughs> I appreciate your effort with using the piano with me on the show. I did. There, there was more. <laughs> these, these late version, you know, just top 40. I, I had somebody just tell me, uh, why don't I learn some top 40 and then you can get me a lot of gigs? I says, uh, no, thank you.
I'm, I'm true to my music. <coughs> well, there's some other. Well, how about this one? Well, I, you know, something. I'm just gonna play it. See if you get the piano. You must get this one. Do you know that song? I have no clue. <laughs> it's... I'm like Alicia Silverstone. I'm clueless. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. You just referenced Alicia Silverstone from the movie Clueless, and you couldn't get Simon and fucking Garfunkel? Are you kidding me? I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's Bridge Over Troubled Water. Everybody got it. Everybody got it. Uh, all right, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to... I didn't promote my breaks. I should pause the... I didn't do my breaks. <laughs> we're, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a uh, a very quick break. And when we come back, uh, you'll be listening to... Oh, I moved it, you bastard. <laughs> Mark, I got, I got a quick one for you. Shoot. What, is that a ringtone? That's Jerry Lee, the killer. I, I was about to say Jerry Lee, and you ruined it for me. <laughs> Good. You know something? Nobody ever plays games. Like, I know all the answers because I'm playing the games. I'll tell you what. Play me one of those. Play me a different thing, and I'll see if I can figure that one out. Let's try that one. If you, if you, have you want a, me to play you a song? Well, first of all, what are you, what are you listening to on, on a cassette player? What is what is? I know my, I know my, my software is in hard nothing. But, yeah, play me something. I'll tell you what, because everybody, people always say, oh, Mark, you always know the answers. That's why you're so cocky. So fine. Give me, give me a song and I'll see if I can guess it. Are you talking to me that I should play a song for you? Yeah, yes. You just played a song for me. Do you have another one? Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Let's see. All right. Listen to this. See if I can get this. Right from from the first notes. Whole lot of chicken. That's Jerry Lee Lewis. Played by uh, he's the greatest. Played by Dennis Quaid in the movie Great Balls the of Fire. Final voice, a tenor voice. If Jerry I'm Lee gonna Lewis. go to hell, I'm going playing the piano. <laughs> I'm a Jerry Lee Lewis fanatic. I know everything about it. I've read every every word that's ever written. And I've talked to him many times too. Really, Jerry? And he's Lee- a nice man. He's a nice man. I mean, he's not uh, like a stage persona at all. Southern gentleman. Jerry Lee Lewis, not as he's been married as seven times, and two of his wives died under mysterious circumstances. You know the old Foster bit, Brooke, Foster Brooks bit, don't you? My first two wives died of uh, poison mushrooms. The third wife died of a, uh, died of a broken neck. She wouldn't eat her mushrooms. <laughs> oh, that's oh yeah. I use that all the time. It's my my dad used to listen to Foster Brooks, and I loved Foster Brooks. But I switch it. I switch that one around, Mark, because I don't like to offend the women. As a matter of fact, I switch all those type of jokes around. For me, yeah. it's the woman who had three husbands that died in three months. First two from mushroom poison, <laughs> last one from a fractured soul. He wouldn't eat those well, fucking mushrooms. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're gonna spend a little bit more time. Uh, with Larry Lee Lewis. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. 
love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you are back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scully. And on the other side of the phone line is Larry Lee Lewis, uh, famed comedian and uh, piano player and all-around nice guy, as you can obviously tell if you've been listening. So I want to play some more of uh, Larry's... Uh, I want to play a little bit more of Larry's set from... Uh, I I think this was in Montville Plaza for you, because that's where I downloaded it from. And uh, do you remember that gig in Stoneham, Montville Plaza? Um, yeah, I've done a few of them there. Right. I, I've done a lot for Don Gavin up there. Uh, he does his... Uh, Benefits. Uh, he does one for the homeless and one for the uh, autism. Cool. Does them twice a year. And I, I think I was up there with Johnny Joyce in that one. Yeah, I think so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will sit back and listen listen to a little Larry Lee. How to do it? Kids are my father's a lawyer. Next kid, what's your father do? Kids is my father's a plumber. Next kid, what does your father do? Kids is my father died. Teacher said, well, what did he do before he died? The kid goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that is the stupidest, silliest joke ever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Chelsea Jew. We got any Jews here tonight? Uh, of course, we know it's a cover charge of one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I was a good little Jewish boy. I asked my father for 50 bucks. He said, 40 bucks. What do you need 30 bucks for? What do you do with 20 bucks? Here's 10. He was tighter than Joan Rivers' face. Yeah, I was the only kid, and my father was an accountant. I was the only kid in the world who had FICA taken out of his allowance. <laughs> I had to move to an Italian household so I could get the allowance off the books. How about the Jewish cheerleaders? Get the quarterback. Get the quarterback. Did you hear about the Jewish pedophile? Hey, kid, do you want to buy some candy? You know why Jews buy generic condoms? They're cheap fuckers, that's why. I'm going to Israel, join that new musical group, The Four Skins. <laughs> This guy goes in the uh, temple after the sermon. He says to the rabbi, Rabbi, that was one good fucking sermon. The rabbi says, we don't use that kind of language around. We don't talk like that. The guy says, I'm going to give this temple a goddamn $5,000 donation. The rabbi says, no shit. <laughs> All right, no more Jewish jokes. I'm going to pass over them. But uh, another one I wrote, right. I did a show a couple of weeks ago for some midgets. I got a standing ovation, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> Did a show for last night for some Jehovah's Witnesses. All they want to hear is knock-knock jokes. Oh, no. It was such a good table at the start. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is Larry Lee Lewis. And I just posted, um, you can actually visit him on his website, LarryLeeLewis.com. Uh, you can actually uh, buy his book, if you want, through Amazon, Gambler's Book Club, and his own website. Uh, his book's name, uh, the book name of the book is Every Angle in the Book. How ironic that a book is named Every Angle in the Book. 
And you actually, I wanted to ask you about this. You have shows this weekend in New Bedford and Hopkinton. Where is, uh, which, which, which one's which? Is it Friday, Saturday, New Bedford, Friday, Hopkinton? Saturday? Well, Friday night, New Bedford at the uh, Central Luso Club, the Portuguese club. Okay. And Saturday night at the Hopkinton Rod and Gun Club. Oh, the the Hopkinton, I have not been there in a while. It is a fantastic well, You used to be there for Laz. Yeah. Uh, actually, was it Laz? I think it might have been Laz. Yeah, yeah. Is his daughter and, um, booking that? Yeah. Oh. I, I want to get you down to Ashland. Oh. TJ Spirits in Ashland. Oh, I haven't been there. Well, I think no. I tried you a couple of times, but you were busy. Yeah, not, Sunday since, night shows. Uh, not since Bob passed. And, yeah, I haven't been down there at all. And, you know, and you're working down the Coconuts Clubs down in uh, Florida. Tell me about those. Tell our listeners about the... Hey, you know, that was terrific. And uh, a lot of people say you have to get out of your own city in order to really make it in comedy. And I was older, so I never went on the road. But when I went down to Florida, I auditioned and uh, I did 15 minutes. And I modestly say that I crushed. So we went outside the club and the booker, I said to the booker, do you think I can get some work? I'm down here for three months. He says, you know what? I'm going to headline you because nobody can follow you. Ah, nice. Mark, I almost cried when I heard that. Excellent. After 15 years of hearing the insults, and he tells old jokes, and he does this or he does that, uh, you know, it, was, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. And I headlined in February. I headlined in March. I'm going back to Florida for six months, and he's going to have me once a month there. Plus yeah. the other co- coconut right. clubs, too. Fantastic. So, yeah, because uh, the coconuts club, was, they have... Uh, really great. They have three, and they're on the, uh, the east... Uh, the West Coast, which is the Tampa area, correct? Exactly, yeah. It's Clearwater yeah. in Tampa, St. Yeah. Pete, um, the West Coast. A little more laid back than the East Coast. So yeah. I, you know, I call myself the joke master. And, um, you know, I'm not so much a pure stand-up comedian like you are, but I'm more of an entertainer. And uh, But I try, like you say, I try to uh, make the people happy and have yeah. fun with it. That's all you do. And, uh, Just trying to make the make the world spin a little easier, a little less aware of the spinning, maybe. Yeah. Well, we have a great job. I mean, for uh, twenty minutes or half an hour or forty-five minutes, we go go out there and make people laugh and uh, and uh, have fun. Nice. Joey Carroll once told me the best two rules of comedy: have fun, relax, and have fun. That's it. Yeah. That's always great. <sighs> Uh, By the way, I saw Chris Penny works in a Volvo place. I was there yesterday morning with my yeah. uh, Volvo in. So well, Chris, Chris Penny's been in the show, and he actually he had a good time. It was good to have him on, too. He was like, these games are fucking terrible. And I go, I know. I spend all day trying to figure them out, thinking it's going to be easy. And then everybody's like, these are fucking terrible. I, you know, I play games with Don, with Don Gavin, and I go down to Las Vegas every year on the March Madness. Mm. I've been going with Don for about 10 years, but his other buddies and the group that he's with, they've been going, some of them, for 15 and 20 years. So every year on those four days with the March Madness, their first games on Thursday, the 16 games, on Friday, the 16 games. And uh, we sit around uh, Don's room sometimes late at night, and uh, Don loves to make up games. We had one game where... Uh, uh, there's five of us, and the, the first guy's got to do a movie title with the word number one in it. And the next guy's got to do a movie title with the number two, and so on. We have a lot of laughs and do that kind of stuff. And then we have a, a game with initials. 
where you put out initials and you have to come up with famous people with those initials. Oh, cool. And uh, he's, 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 very, uh, he's a very interesting man, Don Gavin. He's one of my best friends. That's good. In the comedy world. Yeah, Don's a uh, Don's a sweetheart. I actually have not worked with him in a little bit, but uh, hopefully. Well, you know, he's on cruises all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's doing the cruise. Him and Seisler and a lot of people actually booked on the cruises. Is that your next? Yeah, time? Julie Barr. You gonna be on the cruises? And, um, you gonna do that? Some of the, some of the comedians don't like the cruises though. I know uh, Steve Swinney uh, says he didn't care for the cruises too much. I know Chance Langton didn't like the cruises. No, it wasn't his thing. I don't care. Seidel was on the cruises, but uh, he was going out with the captain's girlfriend or something. <laughs> not, not anymore. You ever hear that story? No, I don't. No, it's no rumors on this show. I got a, I got a weird enough <laughs> reputation anyway. But Larry, I'll tell you what. We're just about ready to wrap up the show. We have a no format, but um, I'm gonna, well, a new format, I should say. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna thank you so much. And before I let you go. Um, there is two questions I always ask of every guest that has been on this show, and this show is absolutely no exception. Um, I like to hear the best slash worst gig stories, starting with the best gig, because the worst gig is always a better story. Well, the best gig, I just uh, told you. Well, I auditioned for uh, the Booker in Clearwater, and he, he said those words to me. Nobody can follow you. I am going to headline you. Cool. That was the best gig I ever had. <laughs> now it was only in it was only in January. So the best gig was just in this January. Yeah, and the nice. worst gig. Let me think about this. There yeah, were quite a few of them. Yeah, everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing one gig uh, up in Connecticut for Dave Andrews, and uh, I was supposed to do fifteen minutes, and uh, of course I only had like seven minutes. <laughs> so I started. After I did the seven minutes of comedy that I had, I started playing songs, but I just played straight. They weren't parodies. They were just straight songs. The owner came up on the stage and took me off. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. True story. So the, so it's funny because when I was in this coconuts, somebody yelled out to me when I finished my set, or when I was headlining over there, somebody, when I finished the set, Somebody said, play a song, Larry, play a song. And I, w I didn't want to because sometimes these co the comedy clubs don't like it when you play a song, right. a straight song. Right. So I didn't, but it turned out he, he said I could have, but yeah. well, you didn't know, want to take any chances after that Connecticut fiasco. Well, now you know that you can, uh, you can do any of those things you want to do when you're closing the club again. So, All right, Larry, thank you so much for being a, a guest on Mark, Radio Mark, thank Eric you Douglas. so much. Oh, I no, really man. appreciate it, was... it, and I really had a good time. And, yeah. Uh, get a great show. Oh, well, great it's... Show. Well, not tonight, but usually... It... <laughs> and I, I would love to come back anytime, as long as I get paid, of course. Yeah. But, well, uh, well, the budget is uh, extensive, and it's mostly uh, goes to... Um, it's the tea budget. I'd say coffee, but there's one of our listeners. Her name is Kim, and you can't mention coffee. She's like a bloodhound. You know, she's like one of those drug dogs. Actually, she'll find coffee everywhere. So I don't mention. <laughs> I don't mention coffee. But we'll Larry, nip it right it, out. Huh? It's, but it's been a total pleasure to have you on the air uh, with me, and I thank you so much. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Lee Lewis. You can visit him at LarryLeeLewis.com. Uh, buy his book. Uh, every angle in the book, and go out this weekend and see him in New Bedford and or Hopkinton. Why not? Ha, ha, ha! Ha, ha! Thanks, Larry, Mark. Thanks so much. Have a great night, Larry. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Larry Lee Lewis. Ha ha, doing his thing. And um, I did want to, before we go, before we go, there's a couple things. I said I would do it, and I will. Um, I said to guys, call in, and uh, actually, Kim Santo, um, uh, really important question. How do you get blood out of an oriental rug? Okay, uh, asking for a friend. Okay, probably not something you want to actually uh, post. Um on the on the internet's not really a good idea, but that's uh, fine. And the you actually don't. What you actually do is you get rid of the rug. Um, that's what a friend of mine did. So let's see. And we have voicemail. We have voicemail. Let's see who left this voicemail. Here we go. Can I? Oh, I'm, I think I can actually play this voicemail. Let's try this. Mark, I wanted to show you. I, I tried to turn your show off. And then Dave, he loves it. I wanted to show you what happens when he turns your show off. All right, I'm turning it off. Turning it off. Dave, I'm turning it off here regardless. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dave, back. So, so when Jason was turning off the show, his dog would go banana cakes. How funny is that? Uh, well, Guys, thank you for the calls. Thank you for the uh, the show. It has been a pleasure uh, to have you guys listening to me um, and uh, with the new format and all that stuff. So uh, I really appreciate it. And you have been listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Um, join us next week. Uh, you can uh, where Matt Kona, comedian Matt Kona, will be on with me. If you want to be a sponsor, do a promo. Just email me, call me, let me know. I'll set you up. It'd be great to have you guys on. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night, and we'll see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.